This is All India Radio. In the weekly program, Current Affairs, now we bring you a discussion on SCO Summit, Global Efforts to Eliminate Terrorism. The participants are Shashi Ubantripathi, former diplomat, and Khamar Agha, senior journalist. Manish Pratimbhuyan, journalist, initiates and moderates the discussion. The Shanghai Corporation Organization's annual summit is taking place at Biscay, Kyrgyz capital. So, SEO is a very, very important platform for India because it gives India access to Central Asian countries. Besides getting access to energy-rich Central Asian countries, India is also keen to cooperate with SEO for anti-terror mechanism because SEO has emerged as a very, very important platform for cooperation in Central Asia. And uh, India is basically interested in hydrocarbons in Central Asia and SEO gives that platform to India. Mr. Modi is currently in Biscay and he addressed the SEO summit sometime back during which he made certain very important points that in fact we have to come together to contain terrorism in the region. That is a major challenge facing Central Asia as well as South Asia. Mr. Prime Minister made various key points actually to deal with terrorism, to enhance connectivity between the countries of the region, particularly SEO countries, because SEO is important for India. It controls around 20% of global GDP and the SEO comprises around 40% of global population. That way SEO is very important for us. Ambassador Sashit Pati, how do you see the summit going forward? As you mentioned, this summit is very important for us. The SEO is very important for us because Central Asian countries really represent India's extended neighborhood and for more reasons than one, it is important for us. Secondly, the focus of SCO has always been on economic matters and on security. The economic matters can move forward, countries can develop only when there is security in the region. So that is why Prime Minister Modi made such a big deal of security and of countering global terror on a global footing. Because terror today is the scourge of every country. Show me one country which has been immune to terrorist attacks. So today, terrorism is not limited to any one region and it has become a global scourge. So that is why the emphasis that our Prime Minister has laid on countering terror at the global level. He has also asked for a global meet on terror so that all the countries together can counter the scourge of the 21st century. Mr. Kamaraga, since Prime Minister Modi came to power in 2014, we have seen certain amount of assertiveness in India's external engagement, India's relations with neighboring countries, India's relationship with all the major powers, including US, China, Germany, Britain, and Russia. So how do you see, in fact, India using SCO to leverage its interest in Central Asia and extended neighborhood? India believes this region is uh, near neighborhood very close to us. We have historical ties with the region, you know, Sanskrit language and then went from here. Buddhism went from here. And from there also, many things came culturally, you know, interconnected we were. Silk Route passes through from India to this region, you know, that was blocked by the British or the Russians when they occupied this region. It's a very close to us, this region, you know, but unfortunately for more than 200 years it was closed, then came under Russian Soviet Union, and we continue to maintain ties even at that time, but that was through Moscow. 
So after the breaking of the Soviet Union, these countries got independence. Now we have got an opportunity. But problem was connectivity. Connectivity was blocked by Pakistan. And we were hoping that they would open. We were trying through SAR bilaterally also, trying to convince them. And finally, we come to realize that it's not going to happen. Then, you know, Chabahar Port India is building in Iran. And now Iran is our gateway to Central Asia. And from Kandala Port in Gujarat or Bombay, you know, it takes three to four days to reach Chabahar. And from Chabahar is connected to Afghanistan. India has already helped get Afghanistan connected with it. And then it would be connected with the North-South freight corridor, you know, which will go up to the Russia. So we'll have this connectivity. The Central Asian Republic would be connected to this. But there are challenges also. Challenges in the sense Iran is now under sanctions and uh, was one of the major oil supplier to us. And we have stopped buying oil from Iran. So huge losses, you know, because Iran is very close to us. SEO, we still want some sort of settlement of the regional problem through these regional organization mechanisms. So the Prime Minister, there are two major problems. One was connectivity to us, and the second was, as Ambassador Tripathi has mentioned, is terrorism, which emanates from our neighbor, the Pakistan, you know. What India wants, a collective fight against terrorism. We are individually dealing with the last several decades. We have experience in dealing. These countries are also victims of militancy. That also comes from Pakistan and Afghanistan. So that's why the Prime Minister made this appeal, you know, that this menace has to be contained. You have to deal with it. And he also talked about international conference. India has been trying for long to convene this conference. Again and again, he's emphasizing on this, you know, because we don't have a definition of who's militant, who's a terrorist, or who's a freedom fighter. So that definition we wanted to have through this conference. Ambassador Tripathi, actually, India has been very strongly calling for concerted global action against terrorism, but still, in fact, I mean, nothing concrete has been done so far. So how do you see India pushing again to take certain actions against a country of SEO. Prime Minister did not mention Pakistan directly, but definitely, in fact, the indication was very clear that, I mean, he was talking about Pakistan and Pakistan sponsoring various terror groups, which are actually involved in terror strikes in various parts of India, including Kashmir. So do you think SEO can play a very vital role in mounting pressure on Pakistan to contain militant groups, to contain terror groups, considering the fact that Pakistan has a very good bilateral relationship with China. When China was posing for Pakistan's membership of SEO, Russia was posing for India's membership. So do you see any contradiction or you are expecting some concrete action by SEO in dealing with this challenge of terrorism, which was very extensively elaborated by our Prime Minister Modi? Now, let me first mention that this SEO summit, which is taking place now, is taking place at a very crucial moment in history, or present-day history, if I may call it. There are tensions in the region. There are tensions between countries. There are highly exaggerated tensions between the U.S. and Iran, as pointed out. Also tensions between U.S. and China on trade. So the whole area is really at a very critical juncture today. Terrorism, we just had this horrible attack in Sri Lanka on Easter Sunday. So that too is very, very topical. Now, you asked me whether SEO can play a part or can play a role. 
there was a time when India ploughed a lonely field. In 2009, when we first raised the question of listing of Azhar Masood as a global terrorist, we were probably the only country. Later on, we kept on gathering support. Around 2014, yeah. there were about nine countries that supported India. This time around, 14 out of 15 Security Council members supported India. China had laid a technical hold on the listing of Azhar Masood. But this time, on the fourth time, they did not. They removed that. Why did that happen? That happened because the whole world has today become conscious of the fact that this is a threat not to one country, not to a group of countries, but to the entire world as it were. So globally it is a big threat and that is why India has gathered the support that it has. So India is no longer the only or a lonely passenger on this road. Having said that, you again asked whether China, which is a friend of Pakistan, how would that react to our call for global security meeting. China also has realized that it can go thus far and no further in protecting its all-weather friend, as it calls Pakistan. So that is why it must have given notice to Pakistan that this time around, it is not going to stand in the way of the listing of this man, this terrorist, as a global terrorist. Now, having said that, the onus now lies on Pakistan. And Pakistan, if it wants to redeem its reputation as a credible country in the forum of the world, then it will have to take some concrete action on terror. As of now, they have really done not very much. It's only cosmetic. They say they have arrested X, Y, Z, but the kingpins of terrorism are moving about freely in that country. Hafiz Saeed is moving around freely. Even Azhar Masood is moving around freely and giving speeches and inciting people to jihad. Okay, so they have frozen some of the assets, maybe. But that's not enough. So they have to walk the talk, as it were. And the pressure that the SCO countries can apply is very important because, after all, Pakistan, claiming to be an Islamic country, looks forward to support from other not just Islamic countries, but countries in its neighborhood. And Central Asia is very much part of that neighborhood. So the pressure that the SEO can assert on Pakistan is very important, and I think they will in the days to come. SEO has been actually issuing declarations and documents calling for certain steps to contain radicalism and extremism. So how do you see it actually translating into concrete action in the last few years? particularly after 2017, because in 2017, the SEO had issued a very, very strongly worded declaration in Astana saying that, in fact, all the member countries should do certain very, very specific measures to, you know, contain radicalism and extremism, including, in fact, checking online websites, checking online content. So how do you see, actually, SEO succeeding in convincing the member countries to take certain very, very specific steps in containing radicalism and extremism. Appeals were issued not only by SEO but United Nations and other regional organizations as well, you know. Right. But so far, Pakistan have not taken any concrete steps to contain militancy. As ma'am has mentioned, militant camps are operating, terrorists are freely moving around, not only moving around, they are provided security. And uh, these are global terrorists dubbed by the United Nations Security Council Agency 1267, you know, but there's still no effect. So unless and until basic policy of Pakistan, which 
support these militants. Some changes come in that policy which supports militancy. Only then it can be contained. So by merely issuing a statement will not help solve the problem. Whenever the pressure comes on Pakistan, they will seize uh, some account, froze some account, or some people would be arrested lower level, or camps would be closed down. But what happens, you know, after some time, we have seen same organization with different name, same people with different name, different address, a new bank account open, and they continue to operate. So this duality will not work. India is very serious. The Prime Minister has said it very categorically clear in his speeches all the time that the terror and talk will not go side by side trying to build up pressure India is also mobilizing international support along with SEO to build pressure on Pakistan how far it will work it is still early to say but now things are changing in the sense there is a tremendous pressure in the region you know Iran which is always a friend of Pakistan is under pressure from America economic war virtually is going on there then it's a uh, tariff, Americans have imposed tariffs, you know. Then uh, Russians are also having economic problems as well, facing some sanctions. Pakistan is under grey list of financial action task force. These are some signs are there. We hope finally the Pakistan would uh, come under the blacklist of financial action task force. Only then the case would be referred to the Security Council and then Pakistan will not be able to receive any aid or loan from international financial institutions like World Bank or IMF or other institutions. So India is trying along with its partners and friends. Internal situation of Pakistan is also not good. But uh, army is uh, continuing. The basis of Pakistan basically is hatred against India. So that they are continuing with it no matter what may come. On the other hand, we are hoping there will be change in Chinese policy as well because the Chinese policy of containing India has virtually failed. Look what has happened in Maldives or Sri Lanka. Now the new government in these places dealing with India who were earlier totally aligned themselves with China. Or for that matter, Nepal has also realized that it cannot abandon India and totally aligned itself with China. We have uh, old relation and ties with these countries that goes back to thousands of years. Plus our connectivity with the region, India has always helped these countries. I hope the Chinese will also come to realize that encirclement of India is not possible. Its policy of what they call it, string of pearls, you know, will not help solve the problem, you know. So these are some signs, you know. Now, Prime Minister had a meeting with the Chinese president, with the Russian president. These are very important meetings, you know, in which different aspects were discussed together. Let's hope. Secondly, Russians are also realizing SU has become very important. In the sense, there are three major powers in it. India, Russia, China, and then the countries of the region, Central Asian republics, which are rich in natural resources. So therefore, this is the region which has a very high level of technology, skilled labor, number of industries thriving, economies are booming in India, China. So therefore this region or this organization becomes very important and the countries of the region, particularly the Central Asian Republics, they want India to play a greater role in this region because they see that the dominating role played by the two other big powers, you know, could be counterbalanced by India. Ambassador yeah. Tripathi, SUE is always seen as a counter to NATO, right? Because it was always a security-driven bloc. 
and India and Pakistan joining the group two years back. Do you think India joining the SCO has added some strategic heft of the organization in Asia basically? Now it has greater participation of countries and now there is a growing recognition of SCO's might actually in global politics as it controls 40% of the population. So how do you see actually India joining SCO transforming the organization as a much influential and powerful grouping of countries globally? I think it's mutually beneficial. India gives its uh, heft, gives its reputation, gives its economic push to these countries who are members of the SCO. On the other hand, the SCO, as has been mentioned, is rich in natural resources and it can assist India in its aspirations, mainly economic aspirations. I don't think we have military aspirations and I wouldn't even compare the SCO to NATO. NATO is very definitely a strategic and a military organization, whereas in SCO the focus is as much on economy as it is on security. So I would not compare the two, but I see the SEO growing in its reputation, growing in its um, heft, its the influence, growing in the influence that it wields not only in its own area, but in the area beyond. It was mentioned that our Prime Minister met with uh, the President of uh, China and um, Russia. I believe they were very important and very fruitful meetings, especially with uh, Xi Jinping and also with Putin. And in fact, uh, if we are to believe the reports that we see in the news, Xi Jinping has promised to dismantle some of the regulations on Indian products which enter the Chinese market and um, has also promised to open up their market for Indian initiatives. All this while, you know, we have been at the receiving end of uh, major countries pushing for us to open up our markets, right? But now India has the economic clout to ask for reciprocity. And that, I think, is a new stage in which we are today. Right. And do you also think that, in fact, Prime Minister Modi is actually driving the agenda effectively in cornering Pakistan on terrorism, basically? Because it's a very, very key issue. Because if you want to have peace and development in the region, definitely, in fact, we have to contain terrorism. Because it is interconnected for economic prosperity and economic growth, for overall peace and tranquility in the region, we have to contain terror groups. And Prime Minister Narendra Modi has been relentlessly actually pushing his vision of a terror-free South Asia in various multilateral forums in the last five years. So how do you see actually Modi's role in pushing this kind of concerted global efforts in containing terrorism yeah. in the region? I think the most important thing, as I see it, is that Prime Minister Modi is consistent in what he's saying. There is, after a long time, a consistent policy vis-a-vis, -vis, not just Pakistan, vis-a-vis -vis terror. In the past, unfortunately, we have given mixed signals. On the one hand, we've been saying we will not talk unless terror stops, and then we take a U-turn yeah. under pressure from wherever, whichever source, we then begin to hold negotiations. So what happens is the whole idea gets watered down. For once, we are now consistently pushing the idea that terror and talks do not go together. We will not talk with a gun to our head. And that has made an impact on world powers. You can see the difference. 
previously various important countries, the US, UK, France, they used to tell India to talk to Pakistan. The pressure was on us. Now the US has been saying the onus for peace in the region is on Pakistan. The second thing we must not forget is that during the Balakot strikes that happened, no country of the world criticized India. In fact, they supported India and they felt that India had the right to self-defense. It was a defensive measure. I think this is a long road that we have traveled and now we must hold on to that position. We must not become weak in the knees as it were. We have to remain consistent and I think Prime Minister Modi is doing extremely well in pushing that line consistently. He has also called for a global conference on terrorism actually. How do you see the proposal? Well, let's see. He has made that proposal and I think it's very topical. So other world powers should be receptive to the idea because they are all affected by it. As I said, there is no country today which is not affected by terrorism. And the hub of terrorism is right next door to us. So we are the most affected. I think there should be a positive response of countries. It is too fresh, too recent to pass any comment or judgment on it because he has just made that appeal. Let's wait and see. But I feel there will be a positive response. Mr. Agarwal, connectivity has been one of the very key focus areas for Modi government. He has been pushing for enhancing connectivity in the region. So we could not do it at the SARC level because of stiff opposition from Pakistan. But now we are just pushing for enhancing connectivity among SEO countries, among the BIMSTEC countries. How do you see it actually? India very, very strongly asking countries of the region to enhance connectivity. And we are now looking at the, in fact, North-South corridor which will link India to various Central Asian countries also and that will help us in getting hydrocarbons from Central Asian countries. So Mr. Raga, how do you see the connectivity in the region and how we can just improve connectivity so the economic development as well as peace and prosperity both regions? Connectivity is very important and for that there are two. One towards the east, the trilateral connectivity between India, Myanmar and Thailand. Once that is there, you know, the road connectivity or the ASEAN-led connectivity project. So the whole, we can uh, connect these three countries with the help of these countries. The whole of the Eastern Southeast Asian countries would be connected to India. And other one is Chabahar. Chabahar becomes very important for us because Iran is the gateway to Central Asia or Chabahar is the gateway to Central Asia for us since Pakistan has blocked our connectivity to Central Asia. What India has done, India has also connected Afghanistan with Chabahar through road and now rail connectivity would be established very soon. You know, India is working on that. The Rans road connected and then this road would be connected to North-South corridor in the yeah. future. And Afghanistan will be connected to number of Central Asian countries through Chabahar and otherwise also it's bordering number of Central Asian republics. Therefore, the Chabahar port becomes very important for us. But the problem is Iran is under U.S. sanctions. Iran is out of international banking. So dealing with Iran has become very problematic. The development work suffering at Chabahar, already there are one or two jetties are ready. The ships are coming and going there and other countries are also using it. But the new problem is a large number of American troops are also coming in that region. American Armada is there. So security situation is very bad. This Persian Gulf, which we call it, or the Gulf region, you know, it's very important for us because 70 to 80 percent oil supplies come from this region. 
70-80 lakhs Indians are working in this region. They send billions of dollars as the remittances. Then we have trade more than 100 billions dollars. Another important thing, oil supplies come. If the tension further increases, oil prices would go up. So that would directly affect our economy. If we have to maintain it to 10% or 7 to 9% economic growth, we have to have an uninterrupted oil supply from this region. So these are the problems which we are facing. Now, very soon, the American Secretary of State, Pompeo, would be visiting India. India is going to raise this issue, you know, because we have stopped buying oil from Iran, but we are losing also a lot of money. So these things would be discussed. That's a bilateral issue, actually. But in SEO, in today's speech, actually, Prime Minister spoke very, very strongly about connectivity, the need to enhance connectivity among the SEO countries. And I think that was welcomed by almost all the leaders, actually, who attended the summit today. Ambassador Tripathi, Prime Minister is very, very positive about connectivity projects. He wants to connect India with almost all the big strategic connectivity projects. Already we have conveyed to SEO that we are part of North-South Corridor project. We have conveyed to ASEAN also that, in fact, I mean, we will be interested in enhancing our cooperation with ASEAN countries through various connectivity projects. And again, with Beamstack also, in fact, we are just now cooperating with Beamstack so that, in fact, all the connectivity projects can be implemented as soon as possible. How do you see the overall outcome in today's SEO summit? Because almost all the global leaders, they agreed that, yes, connectivity is very, very important for economic growth, peace, and prosperity of the region. If SEO has to actually grow, definitely we have to improve our connectivity. That was the essence of Prime Minister's speech. Overall, how do you see the atmosphere in, in SEO today, actually, after Prime Minister's address? Yeah, you're quite right. I mean, if the region wants to act as one, then there has to be connectivity, not just of projects, but as the PM pointed out, of people-to-people contacts also. And he mentioned the e-visitor visa, which means that it would be much easier for people to contact each other, come to each other's countries. And this helps a lot. Also, I would suggest for connectivity, leaders of these countries should have a hotline. So they can speak to each other by just picking up the phone. And, uh, you know, that is how things are resolved. That is how Europe has actually come together because these countries are so close. And this is the step that we are now moving towards. Overall, actually, I think it was a very, very positive summit for India's perspective because India's voice was heard very loud and clear by almost all leaders. And definitely terrorism and connectivity are two very, very important elements in today's SEO summit. Mr. Aga, how do you see the overall outcome in SEO today, actually, on connectivity and terrorism briefly? In fact, you know, it was a very successful meeting in the sense most of the countries were very sincere, barring one. And uh, connectivity is very important not only for us, for these countries also, because these countries are landlocked. So the future is connected with this connectivity. If the Chabahar ones come into it, you know, they would be connected not only with South Asia, but also in future with the Southeast Asian countries and with other countries, because some of these countries are doubly locked. So these are the problems which they are facing. And the second problem which they are facing is terrorism. That also comes from the same country, you know, which we are thinking. So therefore, these two evils, the terrorism and the, the other related incident, the opium or the drug which is coming from the same region, from the same organizations, you know, are a major problem for this region. So India and the other countries, you know, have working jointly 
Mr. Tripathi, at the last point actually, do you see that SEO becoming a kind of European Union, in fact, a conglomeration of very powerful countries of the region and then transforming their economies and then making lives of people much better than what it is now? Well, who knows? That is certainly our aspiration. But I think this summit has been very important for two reasons. One, it has given our Prime Minister the opportunity to renew his personal contacts with these important leaders of the region. And that's very important, you know. And the second thing is, it has given the opportunity of India reinforcing its image as a regional power. So that way, in fact, I mean, India's emergence as a regional power was very, very evident in the SEO Summit. Thank you so very much for joining in today's discussion. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. You were listening to a discussion on SEO Summit, Global Efforts to Eliminate Terrorism. The participants were Shashi Uban Tripathi, former diplomat, and Khamar Agha, senior journalist. Manish Pratim Bhuyan, journalist, initiated and moderated the discussion. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. You can also listen to this program on our website, newsonair.nic.in. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsttalks at gmail.com. 